0: Duke gives a fuck.
1: Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, so I can't afford to be. here. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song
0: away, a song away, a song away.
1: Hey everybody,
2: welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and this is your Monday bonus episode. So let's do it. We got a ton of Who songs to play today. Songs by The Who. So first of all, I hope everyone had a, uh, a safe and uh, healthy and happy 4th of July weekend, social distancing, uh, trying to eat a burger and a hot dog through your mask, all that good stuff. Hope everyone's good. Let's, uh, let's get right into it. We got a quite a song list today. Looks like about uh, 35 uh, tracks of The Who, which is great because I love The Who. And what else do we got here? If I can unpack some stuff for you. The Who have been doing this for 50 years. They have a relatively small discography, 12 albums, not a ton, not a lot, but I mean, compared to, you know, the Kinks and the Stones, the Beatles have a small discography too, and, and they have a ton of stellar songs. But uh, then for me, discography wise, uh, as far as size and songs, uh, the Who Comes in second. Not a lot of albums, but tons and tons of great songs in those 12 albums. So let's kick it off with uh, Daryl Asher, who has been doing the artwork on all the Monday bonus episodes. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. We will always start with Daryl if he he chooses to participate. That's what we're going to do. So let's listen to Daryl's intro and find out what song Daryl
3: likes by The Who. Here we go. Hello again, Pat and Rock Solid listeners, Daryl Asher. The Who, a band exactly tailored to my taste and my generation. I love just about every song I hear them play, but here's the weird thing. For some reason, there are only two other albums I ever listened to all the way through. Tommy which was great at the time, but which I haven't really felt the need to revisit for years. And another less famous concept album, Quadrophenia, which is also great and which I think holds up better. And I still listen to that one. Lots of great songs on Quadrophenia, some of which might get played on this episode. Um, The Real Me, 515, Bellboy. Those are great. My pick is... The epic song, which has some of the best Roger Daltrey vocals ever recorded, Love Rain or Me. Great song. I would encourage you to listen to all of Quadrophenia if you never have. And as an extra bonus, if you get the super deluxe edition of Quadrophenia, which you can listen to on Apple Music if you have it, there is a version of the whole thing that Pete Townsend did all by himself. And it's pretty amazing. Um, and it shows you how complete the album was when Pete Townsend brought it to the band. Anyway, love rain over me, great Roger Daltrey vocals. Thanks. <laughs>
2: A great song, unbelievable! Unbelievable that at seventy-six years old, this song was in the set list last year. Roger Daltrey tackling those vocals every single night. Unbelievable to me that Roger Daltrey could sing that at seventy-six years old, but he did. He did it, and I saw him do it twice, and it was uh, it was pretty stellar. So. Let's stick with Quadrophenia. Of all the Who songs you could choose, these five guys picked the same song. The exact same song. So you're going to hear five intros in a row. And this is absolutely the winning song today. I don't think any other song was picked uh, even twice. But this song... Again, from Quadrophenia, it is the most popular Who song on today's episode. So, let's get it started, and you're just going to hear all the intros: boom, 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 in a row, and then we'll go right into the song. Here we go.
4: Hello, solid rockers. It's Glenn K. Amo from Moncton again. The Who. I suspect a lot of listeners will have a lot to say about this band and their songs. <laughs> I will keep it brief. 1973, after a quick one while he's away and Tommy, they produced their rock opera masterpiece, Quadrophenia, filled with highlights. My favorite song by The Who comes on track two The Angst of Youth, The Hard Rock, The Horns, and John Entwistle delivering possibly the greatest rock bass performance of all time. And apparently, on his first take, it's The Real Me. Hello, solid rockers. It's me, Eric of Aragon,
5: on site in New York. Well, Socrates, New York, I guess. Um, My pick is short and easy. It's my favorite Who song, and it is
6: the real me. Thanks. Hey, y'all. Tony Greathouse. Trying to stay focused on the righteous path down here in East Alabama. Taking my part in the fan participation episode. This week, The Who. Many a days, I would tell you that the who is better than the Rolling Stones. This is one of those days. When asked to prove it, I don't dig deep. I choose the real me, one of the best rock songs ever. Possibly the very best bass line. Entwistle and Moon kill this song, all the parts are perfect in this song. Pat, I sure appreciate these shows. And pick a spot that you like. I know you got it. Thank y'all. Be of week.
4: Hello, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Jerry Riggs coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. What can I say about the Who that hasn't already been said? Such a great band with so many great songs. I've been lucky enough to see these guys three times in concert. For me, there's one song that stands out in their catalog, and the song I'm talking about is the real me from the 1973 album Quadrophenia, which, by the way, is my favorite album by the Who. The song features some of the best bass playing ever by the Ox, John Entwistle. According to a 1996 interview by Goldmine Magazine, John states the bass parts were recorded on one take while he was just joking around playing on the bass. The song has been covered by a few bands, such as Wasp on their Headless Children album, and Pearl Jam did a version on the Who tribute on VH1 in 2008. Pat, you can start this right from the beginning. You and your listeners be safe, take care, and thanks. Hey Fisherites, it's Kyle
7: Hildreth From the Woods of Western Mass So we're doing The Who this week, huh? Okay. Well, not a huge fan of The Who I like them, of course appreciate their Role as architects of rock and roll You know, with the Beatles, Stones And the Kinks and that kind of, that class Um, But as far as their songs uh, None of them really stick out that much For my interest Um, You're not going to like this, Pat But I do really like the Version that Wasp did of the real me and it's a great song to start and they just took it up that next level kind of made it a little more ferocious if you could I know it sounds silly with Wasp but they did they, you know they put the double bass in there and of course the bass was good but when you hear the Who's version you really appreciate all the different things that each of the four members brought and they they all brought it the voice the bass the guitar of course and the drums of course so that would be my choice the Who the real me.
2: Let's talk about it. First of all, I never want to hear anyone mention Wasp and The Who in the same sentence again. <laughs> never. Just because both bands begin with a W doesn't mean they need to be mentioned. We got two mentions in here with Kyle Hildreth saying uh, that uh, Wasp's version is more ferocious. Uh, is, is Wasp even a band? Ugh. Wasp. I fucking hate that band, please don't do it. don't bring that up again i'm glad I'm glad that we can move move past this. but you heard from uh you heard from Glenn, Eric, Tony, Jerry and Kyle, five guys loving the real me. but man, guys, wasp, come on Ugh. all right, I'm gonna jump in here now. I'm gonna jump in with one of my favorite who songs. believe was their first single ever. I'm going to play the mono version, which comes on the uh, maximum A's and B's box set. And this is going to be something called, I can't explain. I can't explain why I love it. I just love it. Love it. Love it every time they play it live. There's two songs I love when they play live. These two songs, if they make it into the set list, I'm a very happy camper. It's uh, I Can't Explain and the next song, which uh, is going to be introduced right now.
8: Hey, Pat Francis and Rock Solid family. This is Tom Neuerberg, loyal listener, but absent-minded contributor. I'm out on my morning walk right now listening to the uh, What Song Did You Love When You Were 14 episode. And I'm kicking myself because I forgot to get my contribution in on time. So even though I'm out here walking and there might be some ambient car noises and bird chirpings and whatnot, I decided to just whip the phone out and record this right now before I forget because I wanna get in on next week's episode. Uh, Like I said, I'm on my morning walk here in Tracy, California. I'm walking down Tracy Boulevard. I'm uh, 39 miles east of Oakland, California, 57 miles east of San Francisco. I'm 62 miles west of Sacramento and I'm 3.8 miles away from the infamous Altamont Speedway. That'll give you an idea of where I'm at right now as I record this. So the topic is the who. I love the who. I just recently finished rereading Pete Townsend's autobiography during the quarantine as part of my quarantine reading. And it kind of has gotten me off on a who kick lately. been listening to them a lot. So I'm glad to hear that this week's topic is The Who. And the song I am choosing is Substitute. Uh, It's one of my favorite songs of theirs and it brings back great memories for me. Uh, When I saw them in 1982 on their farewell tour at the Oakland Coliseum, Substitute was their opening song. And that was one of my favorite shows I've ever seen brings me such great memories thinking back on it yet it does make me sad knowing that they had that farewell tour in 1982 and they were never heard from again what a shame thanks pat thanks everybody bye
2: substitute I can't explain and substitute those are the two the two classics if they're in the set list I'm very happy and again both of those uh, songs that I play today come from the maximum a's and B's 5CD box set it's got uh, it's got all the singles the a sides and the b sides it's a great box set I highly 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 recommend it uh, what else did I want to say? I want to double back here again, uh, let you know that Kyle Hildreth who mentioned Wasp, he also does a, a lot of artwork for the, um, Facebook page for the Rock Solid episode. So thank you, Kyle. And Daryl Asher mentioned that the, uh, the super deluxe Quadrophenia set has, uh, Pete Townsend doing the full album. And, uh, I yeah, hey, I've never heard that before. So if there's anyone out there that has that, that wants to, uh, Send me those files so I could take a listen. I would love it, and I would appreciate it. All right, moving along. Gonna hear something off the album called "Odds and Sods," which I believe was a collection of the unreleased tracks by the Who, the B-sides, and the uh, and all that good stuff. So uh, let's hear a little bit
4: from this guy. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid Nation. This is a tough one for me. The Who is one of my top five bands, and I love so many of their songs. I basically did my own little ninja picker by sticking my top ten Who songs in a playlist and shuffled to see what came out first. This hurts. Like Stevie Nicks, these songs are all my Who babies, but I can't complain with the winner, Long Live Rock. Fantastic straight-ahead rock song that starts off with a great guitar and keyboards and never lets up. Funny thing is, this song never actually made it to any official Who album. It was written by Pete Townsend in 1971 for an album that was never actually released called Rock Is Dead, Long Live Rock, and made its first album appearance on 1974's Odds and Sods, an Outtakes and Rarities collection. It's Roger Daltrey and all his rock star glory, and how can I not pick a song with lyrics like We Were the First Band to Vomit at the Bar and Someone Takes His Pants Off in the Rafters Knock? I mean, come on.
2: Jeff. Very nice. That is some great drumming on it by Keith Moon. Let's give all the, let's give all the official members of the who a shout out. We got Pete Townsend, got Roger Daltrey, got John Entwistle, got Keith Moon, got Kenny Jones. And I believe Zach Starkey is considered an official member of the band right now. So those would be the, uh, those would be the six official members of the Who. You know, then you got a lot of touring people, you know. Pino Paladino was there for a long time and you know, many different keyboard players, but uh I believe those those six are the ones that uh that are the official, I'm doing it in air quotes, members of the Who. So good deal. Uh I should say that this this episode is dudes, not one female listener contributed a who song. I don't know if that, I don't know what that means. Is this a dude band? Come on. When I go to the concerts, I see ladies, see them everywhere, dancing, singing. But for, uh, for our show today, all dudes, every single person is dude. And let's hear the next dude. Here we go.
9: Hi Pat, and all solid rockers. This is Roar Johansson calling you from what seems to be an almost corona-free Norway for the moment, at least that is. I was never a big The Who fan growing up, but it was one album that made me really learn to appreciate the music. And in 1981, the band released Face Dances. It was the first album after Keith Moon's tragic death in 1979, when he was replaced by Kenny Jones on drums. The production by Bill Zimchik is great and it gave them a rather big hit in You Better You Bet. But the song I'm choosing is the last on the original LP. I just love the groove, guitar riffing, the keyboards, vocals and lyrics. But the coolest thing, in my opinion, are John entries the bass lines, which gives the song a smooth and cool feel and it shows what a great musician he was. Rock in peace, John. Well, from 1981 and the album Face Dances, here is another tricky day.
2: That's a great tune, Roar. If someone hadn't picked it, I definitely would have played that today. Another tricky day. I can't say the producer's name. Bill Simzik, Is that how you say it? I guess best known for working with uh, eagles in this country. Eagles. Forget the the. It's just eagles. Uh, But I love that album. I love Face Dances so much. And I think that album, uh, I don't know why it seemed like that album got a lot of flack when it came out for some reason. I don't know. I think it sounds great. I love every song on that. It's one of my favorite Who albums. Kenny Jones lays down uh, good drumming. I also like It's Hard. I like both of those Kenny Jones albums very, very much. But, uh, yeah, so good choice. Good choice, Roar. Next up, I'm going to play another song I love when I first time I saw the who was in 2002 and when they would sing this song, they would, uh, they would lengthen it to about eight minutes and Roger would take an improvised part. And then Pete would do like an improvised solo part, uh, with, uh, with newly new lyrics that they wrote, like little interludes. It was really cool. Rogers was basically the same every night, but Pete, Pete would change it up all the time. So, uh, Here's one of my favorites. Again, this is uh, The Kids Are All Right. love it just had to play a little bit of it because i love it so much the who uh, you know what it's so it's so hard because i always say the kinks is my favorite british invasion band but then there are times like right now when i'm enjoying the who so much Hmm, it's hard ah no pun intended okay here we go we're going back to quadrophenia again People are loving the quadrophenia. I mean, it's one of the only ones that uh, Daryl Asher's listened to straight through. So it's got to be good, right? That sound you heard was I like just knocked a, a headphones and a bunch of crap over. That's how it goes. It's like the Who. I just uh, I just demolished my instruments. All right, here we go.
10: Hi, Pat Francis and the Rock Soliders, Solid Rockers, whatever it were. Greetings from Green Bay, Wisconsin. This is Brian Siebers calling you about The Who. I'm going to try to keep this between a minute and a half, two-minute stops. I do not want to be chastised. I love The Who, but it ain't worth it. Um, Asking for our favorite song by The Who, as I've mentioned before in the times that I've called, The Who is my second favorite band of all time, just by The Beatles. And actually discovered The Who before The Beatles uh, in high school, which is probably like the best to discover The Who, I think, because they really speak to Adolescence, and my favorite Who song really does. So my journey of The Who was through the musical or rock opera Tommy. Then I dug deeper and got into Who's Next as everyone does. Pat and I have had a healthy debate online about that album. And it's greatness. And um, I then discovered Quadrophenia, which could be my second favorite Who album, just behind Who's Next. And I got to say, the song I'm One, from that album is my favorite, and it just is such a gut crunch of a song because it's exactly how I felt at the exact time that I heard that song for the first time. Not fitting in at school, really trying to do your best to fit in. Sorry, I'm walking outside and there's a forklift by me. Um, really trying to do your best to fit in in school, knowing that you don't, trying harder to fit in, still knowing that you don't, and eventually just saying, you know what, I'm still me. I didn't get to that point until I was out of high school, but that song really spoke to it. So, Pat, if you could play at about the minute 45 mark, which is where I am with my recording now, so I'm going to stop. He talks about all the things that make him not quite fit in, but he's still one from Quadrophenia. Thanks, Pat.
1: I got a Gibson without a
0: case But I can't get that even tanned look on my face Ill-fitting clothes and I blend in the crowd, fingers so clumsy, voice too loud. But I'm one, I am one, and I can't see that this is me, and I
2: All right, Brian Siebers um, good pick uh, intro I am uh, your intro the the sound quality not great and I'm responsible for the audio on the show but I really couldn't do anything to clean uh to clean Brian's uh, uh, intro up so here's what I recommend don't don't walk around don't, if you're recording this on your phone don't walk around if you got kids if you got a barking dog and you need someplace to go just go out and sit in your car Sit in the car, shut it up, roll up those windows, and record your intro. The uh, the content, uh, Brian, right on the money. Sound quality not not good. It was not good. All right, I feel like I have to uh, I have to chat a little bit about uh, this guy Raymond Broccoli from uh, the last bonus episode because Glenn Kamo oh, he he made a nod to it with his uh, with his coughing very funny Glenn Glenn's a funny dude. And then uh, Brian just said he didn't want to get chastised <laughs> for his intro being too long, and I assume that uh, is a nod also to uh, Mr. Raymond Broccoli. And a couple people were tweeting about uh, about Raymond this week, and he uh, he responded, and uh, I told him to uh, to redeem himself this week, so he has sent an intro in and a song. So uh, should we give him a chance? Let's give him a chance.
11: Rock solid listeners. This is Raymond Broccoli here to talk about my favorite group, which I could talk about all day long. My favorite period is the early period before Tommy. You had the three albums, several singles, which have been compiled numerous times. Let me tell you my song. It's called Dogs, released in 1968. I think I first heard it on the box set. These are all my favorite songs by the who. It's hard to pick all the well no, okay, not not bald headed woman or they call me lightning, which was actually the B side to dogs. Those, you know, some are not great. This why dogs, well, it's got it's it's different, but it does kind of have it all. You get some isolated wild drums you get John Entwistle doing his deep voice, which he copies from *The Goon Show*, and here's the song, "Dogs." All oh, that tension is the wind. I'm coming here with flash, young man.
0: What,
1: what dogs that? that it's a deuce, look at this.
11: And by the way, I run a small YouTube channel currently called just Jay Broccoli. If you go there now, I will teach you how to play drums like Keith Moon. So get your drumsticks and go to Jay Broccoli YouTube channel.
2: All right. Now, here's the thing, Jay. I I went to the YouTube channel. I only found one video and it's uh, you talking about ACDC. Uh, there was no video on uh on you teaching me how to drum like Keith moon so uh you might want to run over there and make sure that video is uploaded if it if it's not uploaded by the time this episode drops uh okay Raymond you did uh you did uh, you did redeem yourself and uh, I could do without the advertisement at the end for your own YouTube channel if you want to give your Twitter handle that's cool And then you can tweet all you want about your YouTube channel. But much better. Much, much, much better than last time. For sure. For sure. All right. Moving on. Guess what? The next one is from a dude. Yep. It's all dudes. I don't know why. This is a song I love. Never heard them play this in concert. I'm sure they must have at one point. I believe it was a single. So... Let's
4: hear it. Gabba Gabba. Hey, rock solid nation. It is Jeff, the rock and roll Frankfurter. So the who, um, well, this is kind of fortuitous as I'm smack in the middle of listening to Pete Townsend's autobiography. Who am I? And I'm currently in the early 80s chapters. So my pick is Teresa. I mean, Athena which has always been one of my favorite uh, kind of lesser-known or lesser-liked Who singles. Um, This is a Pete Townsend pen tune originally called Teresa after he found himself absolutely gobsmacked by actress Teresa Russell, um, whom he had attended uh, a Pink Floyd the Wall show with and subsequently turned into Unrequited Love. Um, and then I mentioned she was his mate's fiancé, the same mate he was trying to get to convince to direct a film adaptation of his opus, Lighthouse. Um, oh, and this is easily in the top three songs to use the word flambéed, at least in my humble opinion. Enjoy, stay frosty.
2: Right, Athena, she's just a girl. She's a bomb. That's probably a misheard lyric by some people. Because I don't really know what it means. She's a bomb. Like you could say, she's the bomb. And that's good. But she's a bomb. Maybe she comes in and just wrecks everything. Maybe that's what it means. Love when Pete Townsend sings the just a girl part. It comes out of the uh, right channel of my headphones. like it. And Jeff Frank gave us a little history on the song. It was originally called Teresa. You can find that version on Pete Townsend's Scoop 3 album. And I'm going to give you a little taste of that right now, even though I said I wasn't going to play any solo Who material. Uh, this just adds uh, some context to uh, Jeff's story. So let's hear the demo of Teresa. Teresa,
0: I had no idea how much i need her. I guess I'll get along She's just a gal All I ever want to do is please her She pulled me up and kissed me, what's the reason?
4: I just keep on crashing down in a guest wrong. I guess I'll get along
2: All right, girl, at that point of the demo uh, process, we did not have the line, she's a bomb. That came later. But uh, pick up those Scoop albums. I think it's Scoop, Another Scoop, and Scoop 3. All two disc sets. You can hear a, exactly how well-formed uh, a Pete Townsend demo is when he took it to the band. Like ready to, ready to go. That's amazing. Um, again, I mentioned that, uh, I told you not to send any, um, solo who songs. And the first email I get the first one, I'm not going to say the person's name. It's a dude. It's not a girl. It's not a bomb. Even though this guy wrecked it. First email I get is a guy that wants me to play, uh, Roger Daltrey singing solo on Letterman show with I don't know who he was singing with, the Chieftains or so I don't know what band he was singing with, and I'm just like I just I deleted it I didn't even answer it because it's just like what the fuck, it's simple, pick a song by the Who, you can hear how great these songs are. God I wish that would, I wish that would have been Raymond Broccoli because I could have uh, I could have been mad at that guy again but it wasn't it was a new guy, a new guy I'm mad at. All right, I've mentioned many times that my favorite album of all time is Who's Next by The Who. It's also their biggest seller, 3 times platinum. So, whatever that means, I think it means I'm right. Uh so here's the first uh the first song coming to us from Who's Next. Here's uh here's the intro and then you'll hear the song.
12: Hey, it's
13: Stevo. Why don't you play Love Ain't For Keepin'? There you go. Done.
2: That's a perfect example of the brilliance of Who's Next. You know, it's got to be the most popular album that uh, is not, uh, it's not a rock opera. Who's Next? Can never get enough of it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. This next guy adds credibility to the show all the time. That's the intro I always give for him. Uh, this was a last-minute uh, thing. I quick sent him a quick uh, text, asked him if he wanted to be involved, and he's always up for it. He's always willing. It's even more now because he's in quarantine. So let's hear. Uh, let's hear from. Uh, you know him. You'll know him in a minute.
12: Hey, it's David Wilde here, or as you know me at Wild About Music on Twitter, and uh, we are talking for this episode about maybe the most rock solid band in rock history. And my song that I will pick, and I could pick hundreds because I'm such a fan. There's three or four I'd like to pick, but I'm gonna go for a more obvious one just because I think it's undeniably one of the few greatest songs of all time by anybody. And that's I Can See For Miles. I just think it's the most dramatic, uh, epic rock single from those early years especially. (laughs) And uh, I asked Pete Townsend in Rolling Stone once a series of questions based on his songs. And I asked him, so, Pete, can you see for miles? And he said, you know, I used to think I could. I thought I knew what was going on in the minds of the women in my life. Now I know I can't. So even Pete Townsend cannot see for miles, but he can write this song.
0: surprise I know that you have cause there's magic in my eyes I can see for my The little tricks you play And never see you When deliberately you put things in my way Well here's a poke at you You're gonna choke on it too You're gonna lose that smile Because all the while I could see for miles and miles I could see for miles and miles I could see for miles Now
2: that song was recorded in 1967 And that production is Just, it's its a monster wall of sound I mean, that's incredible I mean, listen to some other things Produced in 1967 No one has the, uh, the balls that that has Great pick, David I mean, I, 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 this is why I love The Who When I listen to these records from the 60s They don't sound like you know, like the other British bands from the 60s. Of course, the Beatles albums are produced uh, immaculately, but they don't have the the fury of this. It's just unbelievable. I want to um, tell a quick story I've told on the show before, probably, but uh, Mike Siegel and I went to see Roger Daltrey uh, being interviewed by Judd Apatow when Roger's book came out. What is Roger's book called? I'm looking up at the shelf. Uh, it's a, it's a weird title. I can't read it from here, but, um, but Judd asked him, I'm paraphrasing, but the question was something like, uh, what do you say when people, um, when you hear people say that the Rolling Stones are the greatest rock and roll band in the world? And Roger said, well, that's true. The, uh, the Rolling Stones are the greatest rock and roll band in the world he said, the who is the greatest rock band in the world. He goes, the stones rock and roll. The who doesn't roll. We just rock. And I loved it because, you know, he's, he's given props to his band and the Rolling Stones. And when he said it, I'm like, he's right. The stones rock and roll. They, they, they can do like groove and they can do uh, disco and they can, they can do, you know, stuff that get you to dance and, and the who is just this straight up rock straight up rock all right let's move uh oh, no this is uh, since we just talked about the rolling stones this is uh this is the perfect time to play this hi
14: pat and rock salad podcast listeners this is mike wilds from naperville illinois my who selection is actually a cover song the Who did of my favorite band, the Rolling Stones. You see, in 1967, Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, and Keith Richards were jailed for a short time for drug possession. The Who were so upset about this and wanted to show support for their British friends that they recorded two cover songs of the Stones, the last time in my selection, Under My Thumb. The Who vowed to keep recording Stone songs until they were released from jail. Well, the Stones, Mick and Keith, only were in jail for a couple weeks when their suits were dismissed. So here is The Who showing support for their fellow British rockers with my selection, Under My Thumb.
2: fun version doesn't hold a candle to the stones version though but a good uh, a good pick I was able to work it in with my uh, with my uh, Rolling Stones story that uh, that also came from the maximum A's and Bs box set just looking on Amazon right now currently you can pick that up for 58 bucks get a little pricey. A little more than ten bucks a disc. It's great, though. Great, uh, great booklet. Nice little box. Everything's cool. I would get it if you're a Who fan. What else did I want to say? I wanted to say something else about the Stones or something. Uh, it just left me. It just left me. All right, we're gonna hear a couple of guys back to back because this first uh, intro has the song edited right in this guy always does that and that's cool and then after that we will go into it'll just go right into the uh the next uh, song and intro and i'll just sit back and i'll just enjoy
15: whoa that was a mistake here we go hey there Rock odd listeners aaron here and i'm here to take part in this who episode As far as The Who goes, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. If I were to make a ranking of my favorite bands, The Who would be at number three, with The Rolling Stones being number two and The Beatles being number one. Now, for the song I've picked here, I decided to dig deep, as always, which is a little tricky here, given that The Who haven't released a whole lot of albums. The song I picked here comes from the Who Are You album, and it's an interesting departure for the band here. This is not one of their hard-rocking songs. Bit of a bluesy tune here, with almost poetic lyrics. So, from the Who Are You album, this is Music Must Change.
0: Deep in the back of my mind is an unrealized sound Every feeling I get from the streets says it soon could be found. When I hear the cold lies of the pusher, I know it exists. It's confirmed in the eyes of the kids, emphasized with their fists. But the high has to rise from the low. Volcanoes explode through the snow The mosquito sting brings a dream But the poisons derange mm, The music must change For we're chewing bone. We saw it like the spiral hawk fly Then we dropped like a stone Like the tide and the waves Rolling slowly Mountains as old as the earth, so the music must
15: change. change. Hello, Rock Solid. This is Kevin Hartbarger checking in once again from Chicagoland. I first saw the documentary The Kids Are Alright uh, back when I was in high school in the mid-80s. I would rent it from the video store almost every week because I was obsessed with the movie. And then the movie was kind of a gateway drug for me for The Who's music in general. You know, I I loved The Beatles when I was younger, and as much as I loved them, The Who somehow felt, I don't know, deeper to me, like they had a lot more to say. Now, the highlight of The Kids Are All Right, for me, is a clip of a quick one while he's away. Um, This was originally recorded as part of a concert film uh, called The Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. And it's really the Who at their prime. And allegedly, they were so good that Mick Jagger kept this full film from being seen for over 30 years. Because he knew that the Stones had been upstaged. And they really were. Uh, This performance is amazing. Uh, Everybody in the band is just on their game. uh, And I absolutely love it. So let's check out a clip from uh, a quick one while he's away. You are all forgiven, and Pat, as always, thanks for having me.
2: one while he's away that version is from the kids are all right soundtrack great movie if you've never seen that oh my god did i watch that a ton when i discovered it unbelievable what else can i say that song is a that song is a rock opera unto itself a mini rock opera in seven and a half minutes so we heard from aaron Kahn first with music must change aaron khan has a uh has a podcast of his own called Albums Undiscovered. You can follow him on Twitter, at AlbumsU. That's just the letter U. And uh, he gives a lot of detail. If he's talking about an album that you like, you're going to love it. And if he's talking about an album that you don't like, you'll love it. So check him out. Also, Kevin Hartbarger, one more shout out to you for the great topic last week which was when I was 14. What was your favorite song that came out the year you were 14? And it kind of had to be the favorite song when you were 14. Like, it can't be like, oh, that's my favorite song now, and I just happened to be 14 when that came out. I think I got that right. What else do I got for you? Oh, okay, so I pulled uh, Adultery's book off the shelf. It's called Thanks a Lot, Mr. Kibblewhite." And then it's Roger Daltrey, My Story. Mr. Kibblewhite, on the back, we got a couple of lines that explains who Mr. Kibblewhite was. So let me read this to you from Roger Daltrey's autobiography. That was the point at which the headmaster, Mr. Kibblewhite, decided I was expelled. We can't control you, Daltrey, he said. You're out. And as I left his office for the last time, a parting gesture. You'll never make anything of your life, Daltrey. Mm-hmm. And we say, thanks a lot, Mr. Kibblewhite. I say it. Thank you for expelling Roger Daltrey. And you were right. He did not do anything with his life. Kibblewhite, you suck. How'd you like my acting as Mr. Kibblewhite? That just, you know, boom. I just did it. Didn't even think about it right into it turned into Mr Kibblewhite just like just like that all right i'm going to play another song i like this was a single from 1966 it's called I'm a boy Covered some uh, some topics that were really weren't um, weren't talked about in rock music. I mean, you know, lyrically, I mean, he really uh, he really went for it. He didn't care. Guy doesn't give a fuck. He'll, he'll tell you he doesn't give a fuck. And uh, yeah, Pete Townsend's book is good too. What's it called? Who I, Who I Am? But uh, but it's a. Uh, it's a downer, man. I think that guy's having more fun now than he's ever had because uh that book it's a f it's a fun read, but he just never he's never having fun in it. I don't know why. Baggage. He's got baggage. All right. Speaking of Pete and uh subject matter, here's a good tune.
13: Hey Pat, Pat's family, rock solid listeners My name is Mike And I live just outside of Toronto, up here in Canada And I just wanted to say I love the podcast, been a fan Found it about a year ago And I look forward to every episode that comes out But I want to take you back to 1982 When the Who were playing their final two gigs ever haha, Here in Toronto At Maple Leaf Gardens And the first show was the show That my dad got to go to with his friends And I was super jealous, I really wanted to go I'd never been to a concert before but for christmas that year which was only at the next week afterwards i had found a copy on vinyl of meaty Beaty, big and bouncy at our local woco department store and when i bought it for him i gave it to him on christmas day i was so excited but in hindsight i think i probably played it more than he ever did anyway the song that stuck out immediately was pictures of lily so i hope this finds you all well and look after each other all right rock on
0: wake up in the morning I used to feel so bad I got so sick of having sleepless nights I went and told my dad, he said some now here, some little something and stuck them on my wall and now my night's in quite so lonely in fact I, I don't know bad at all Pictures of Lily made my life so wonderful. Pictures of Lily helped me sleep.
2: Thank you, Mike Drew, for the nice uh compliments about the show. Glad you found it. Thank you also for telling us all to take care of each other. That's a good sentiment. And uh and then and then you play a song about jerking off. Good job, Mike. Um <laughs> I don't know what age I was when I realized what the song Pictures of Lily was about. You know, sometimes you just, you just listen to the song. You like the, you, you sing the lyrics and you listen to the music, but maybe your, your brain's not, uh, not tuned in to what's going on. And so this is a song about, uh, uh you know, in, um, you know, I guess, a kid, you know, in puberty or adolescence and, uh, his dad slaps up some, uh, some nudie photos, maybe not nudes. They might not be nudes, some sexy photos of us. Someone named uh, Lily. I don't know if that's based on a real person either. I could do research, but I didn't. And uh, those are the uh, those are the photos that the um, that the kid uses to uh, you know to do his business. Called a spank bank. This is when I need Kyle here to riff. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play two songs that I discovered uh, late. Way too late. And I love them so much. I'm going to play these back to back. First one comes from the album called A Quick One. And the second tune comes from the album The Who Sell Out. First one from 66. Other song from 67. This first one I actually discovered on Sean Cassidy's album called Wasp. That's the version I heard first. Not the Who version. I heard Sean Cassidy's cover of So Sad About Us we yeah. Right, and we're gonna go right into the next song that I discovered late in, in life. This is called Tattoo. To my knowledge, I don't think anyone in the who had a tattoo or currently has a tattoo. If Pete and Roger have tattoos, those are hidden because I'm not, I'm not seeing them, but love that song tattoo. I'm not a tattoo guy. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's a, a physical look that goes along sometimes with having a tattoo. You're either rail skinny you know, like a Tommy Lee or you're, or you're gigantically buff like the rock. I just, um, if you're just like a regular guy, I don't know. Just not a tattoo guy. I can't think of anything that I would want, um, permanently tattooed on my skin. I mean, maybe, maybe your kids' names. I don't know. I just, I can never think of anything that I'd want tattooed. I think it would hurt. That's another thing. know oh, wuss. Don't want to stick a needle in me. Forget it. Kyle has a tattoo. He has it on his, uh, high on his shoulder. He has a, a bat like the, the bat insignia, but not the yellow, just the black bat. I gotta be honest. It's not good. He needs to get that touched up. I tell him all the time. I'm like, yeah, get that, you know, touched up a little bit, but, uh, kids don't listen. <laughs> Ezra also has a tattoo. They have, uh, feel his face on uh, on their forearm i like that one because i like my kids and i like my cat all right this guy dug deep he went with a song from the ep called ready steady who and uh this ep came out in november 11th of 1966 and this was the lead off track and i own this track but it's not uh it's not one that I listen to a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean ever.
4: Let's hear about
2: it.
11: Hey, Rock Solid listeners, you're probably wondering who this could be, and it's Mike Bagford. The Who is one of my favorite rock bands of all time, and it's quite hard for me to come up with a favorite song for this episode, since there's many favorites I could pick from But I'm also trying at the same time to play one that hasn't been played on a previous episode. So I'm gonna go back to 1966 on this one. It was the lead off track to the Ready Steady Who EP and should have been a single in its own right. This is a great underrated Who track. This is called
10: Disguises.
2: Thanks, Michael, for digging deep. Appreciate it always. Some people dug deep, and then sometimes it's they you know the hits are so great you can't ignore them. You can't. All right, let's hear the next uh, intro and song. And rock solid
11: listeners, this is Travis Hoffman from Saskatoon. I really love the Who, and although Pete Tellton gets the lion's share of the credit for the songs. I also really love a lot of Entwistle's compositions. So, my choice for this episode would be his uh, song, When I Was a Boy. It's dark, it's kind of depressing, it's also pretty fantastic. Thank you.
2: Joyce Travis, getting to hear some uh, John Entwistle vocals. Now, again, that that song uh, was taken from the Maximum A's and B's box set. I don't know where that song originates from, so what I did is I pulled the Maximum A's and B's box set off the shelf, and I can currently not get the lid off of it. Come on. I swear to God I'm not getting any uh, kickback for sales of this box set. Oh, okay, there we go. Got the lid off of this thing. I just want—I want to see if I can uh, look up and find some info about this song because I'm—I'm not really sure where that originates from. Let me try to find that. This is fun. I just—I just, um, just leave through a book. I'll keep talking though. This is a great book. Seriously, you got to get this. All right. When I was a boy, it looks like it was the B side to "Let's See Action." See if it says anything uh, other than that. Okay. Written by John Entwistle. We know that. Mm, The tastefully arranged brass introduction to John's When I Was a Boy. Sounds like it could have been recorded um, by a colliery band. C-O-L-L-I-E-R-Y. From South Yorkshire I don't know what that means I don't know what that word means I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right That's why I gave you the spelling Uh, This sets the mood for a nostalgic song About age and disillusionment More sincere than is usual for the Ox But not one of his best Who besides is what it says I don't know, I thought that was pretty good Don't doubt your pick, Travis Just because the liner notes to the maximum A's and B's Disagrees with you all right, we're gonna go back to Who's Next. Again, every song on Who's Next is a winner. This is no exception, still in the set list. Kind of a signature song for Daltrey because of the color of uh, his eyes. What is up, everybody? This is Woody Meacham from
6: Oak Park, Illinois, former home of Pat Francis. True. I'm so happy we're doing the Who. Who's Next It happens to be my favorite album of all time. And I actually was going to submit this song for breakup songs a few weeks ago because I'd always thought it was a breakup song. I'm going with Behind Blue Eyes. It just sounded like the angst of a guy who'd just broken up with a girlfriend because he didn't know how to quite handle love. And yes, some guy, maybe me, wrote those lyrics out to the girl that he was dating when he left for college. (laughs) Anyway, I got off subject. Pat, if you wouldn't mind, let's drop it in at about 220 Right as we go into the bridge, and I'm going to sit here and clench my fist.
0: <laughs> when my fist clenches, crack it open before I use it lose my cool. When I smile, tell me some bad news before I laugh and act like a fool. If I swallow anything evil, put your finger down my throat. And if I shiver, please give me a blanket. Keep me warm, let me wear your coat.
2: on that produced by the who and glenn johns i mean just so great so great the lyrics are great the bass is great the vocals are great everything is g r e a t great i uh, i also picked a song off this album to play one of the deeper tracks, even though I believe everyone knows every song on this album. And the one I picked is uh, Getting In Tune.
0: I'm singing this note because it fits in well with the cards I'm playing. I can't pretend there's any meaning hidden in the things I'm saying. But I'm in tune. Right in tune I'm in tune And I'm
2: To that base. Look
0: in your eyes and see the arm the knees and heart examined. I'm getting
2: Pete when he comes in and sings too. Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, geniuses, right? Right? Pete Townsend writes these songs by himself. Unless it's an ant whistle song. There's uh to my knowledge, only maybe one song that Daltrey co wrote. And let's hear about that. Because it's on the list. Someone picked it.
3: Hi, Pat, and to all the rock solid listeners tuning in around the world, this is Steve Perry. No, not the one from America that used to sing in Journey. This is the guy from Sydney over in Australia that can't sing a note. Contributing to this week's bonus episode featuring The Who, the song I've picked is Anyway, Anyhow, Anywhere, which was their second single to be released in 1965. And surprisingly, it's uh, written by both Pete and Roger, which might be one of the only songs that they actually wrote together. It's a great song, hope you enjoy it. Here they are The Who, Anyway, Anyhow, Anywhere.
2: Thank you, Steve Perry. Good pick. Love that song, too. Using the word love a lot, because I do love, love, love so many of these songs. Now, look, that version was the mono version, and yes, I played it from Maximum A's and B's. I'm going to read about this thing, so I'm going to promote this thing more. The Who, Maximum A's and B's, the complete singles, the ultimate Who singles collection, 86 tracks, From the Brunswick, Reaction, Track, and Polydor labels on five discs. All the classic hits. Also includes rarely heard B-sides, many on CD for the very first time. 48-page booklet with track-by-track annotation, period photos, and memorabilia. It's great. It's great. Get it. All right, here's... uh, Here's one of my very, 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 very best friends. Known each other for almost 30 years. Uh, Probably talk to him once a week, unless he's on the boat. Even then, though, he'll call me from port sometimes. And um, good guy. Just, Just the best. So here we go. Let's see what he put together.
5: Hey, Rock Solid listeners, it's Mike Siegel, the rotating co-host who's done the most episodes of anyone other than Pat, and I'm saying that to rub Murray's face in it. (laughs) Ha ha! Suck it, Murray. Once again, I see we're doing Pat's work for him. Look, we're all busy during this pandemic, this lockdown. My sock drawer is immaculate. But I'll still carve out a little time to do this for one of my favorite bands of all time, and that's The Who. In high school, I was a massive Who fan. One of the first bands that I really could say that I truly loved. I think I was into The Who even before The Beatles. I have a lot of favorite songs by The Who. I'm assuming that The Who's next album was pretty picked over, considering it's their most famous album, and I'm going to say it, probably their best album. But The Who album that really made a mark on me would have to be Tommy. As a kid, I thought it was just so cool that somebody made a rock opera. And in terms of rock and roll in general, just being considered kids music and kind of just... Throwaway pop music. The fact that Pete Townsend made a rock opera with a whole storyline, interesting characters, and most of all, great songs. I just thought it was the coolest thing. I had the cassette of this album. I think it was a double cassette. And of all the great songs on it, this was probably my favorite song from 1969's legendary *Tommy*. Here's Christmas. <laughs>
2: Mike Siegel, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, I don't think I've ever called him buddy. That's where Hey, buddy. Uh, Go and seek out Mike Siegel's dry bar comedy special. It's really funny. You're going to get to see what a great comic Mike is. And you get to throw him a a couple of bucks. I think you can pay what you want. Five bucks. Come on. Ten. He also hooks the... I just like... uh, Chili dipped my uh, word there, hosts. He also hosts the Travel Tales podcast where he interviews people that travel and he talks about his own uh, life as a uh, traveler. And that is, it was in the top 20 travel podcasts. I think it was voted a top 20 travel podcast last year. So you know it's good. And you heard what what a great uh, pipes he has. So go listen to that especially when you're quarantined and you want to, you want to transport yourself to another part of the world. Listen to Mike's podcast. Good stuff. All right, let's move on to this guy's name is also Mike, but he, he actually calls himself Michael. He's a little bit more pretentious and let's hear from him.
16: Hi, Pat. Hi, rock solid listeners. This is Michael Van Zandt, Uh, man. I'm, so happy The Who came out on top on this poll. Uh, been a big fan of The Who for quite a while. I was lucky and fortunate enough to see them uh, back in 1989 on their, uh, their, what they call their Joined Together tour when they got back um, together as a full band. And... Um, I already familiar with a lot of the hits uh, from The Who, but that set list uh, opened up uh, a whole new uh, spectrum of songs for me to to pursue and, and get into. And uh, I'm a bass player myself, so I'm especially drawn to John N. Twistle, uh, Thunderfingers, The Ox. <laughs> and his playing style, uh, his playing style is very aggressive. He plays very loud Uh, But at the same time, there's a a ton of melody in his playing. He does a lot of percussive moves and a a lot of percussive style playing uh, in his style. And so, you know, I narrowed my songs down to a few uh, joined together. 515, Trick of the Light are all songs that uh, are, are pretty prominent with John in his playing and so this week i'm gonna go with trick of the light um now the subject matter was uh um, beyond pete townsend you know he he preferred not to have subject matter that was more questionable and left that to john to handle so this song is about uh, an experience with a prostitute and um i guess pete thought eh you know what we'll let john handle it uh daltrey was not a huge fan of the song as well he Thought the song kind of meandered and maybe went, went on a little bit too long. But for me, I think it is perfect. I think it has just the right amount, um, probably not even enough of John Entwistle. But um, let's hear Trick of the Light from The Who. Thanks, guys.
2: from the album Who Are You? John Entwistle actually writes three songs on that album. He wrote Head Enough, Trick of the Light, and then the song 905, which he takes vocals on. I wonder uh, wonder if he wanted to sing lead on any of those other two. I'm glad he didn't. He's perfect for 905. Head Enough is so great. I might not have even known that John Entwistle wrote Head Enough until right this very moment great album Who Are You Rod Argent plays uh, keyboards on some of those songs very good did I pick a song from Who Are You did I I did I might as well drop it in right now right this song is um, it's called Guitar and Pen and I've always enjoyed it and I feel like it's a song that uh, doesn't get a lot of uh, love so let's give it some love
0: you're alone
2: R and pen. That's what you need when you're sitting down to write a song. Or piano and pen, I guess. Instrument of your choice. I'm just guessing. I'm not a songwriter. All right, here's a dude that loves to file share. Remember when Napster was such a big deal? Now this guy and I were sending files back and forth to each other like a bunch of nutjobs crazy people here we go
3: hello rock solid listeners joe reynolds from philly here easy choice for me the quiet one from 1981's face dances definitely my favorite who song sung by john Entwistle. turn it up and as always enjoy
2: That song's not quiet. Written by John Entwistle from Face Dances. John Entwistle actually wrote two songs on the album Face Dances. The quiet one, he sings lead on. And the other one, Daltrey handles the vocals. And I have it on my list, so I'm going to play it. It's called You. was a great songwriter. I don't think we uh I don't think we think about that much because you know the songwriting of Pete Townsend is, you know, is what we, you know, he's the number one guy. You know, but it's not it's not like he's throwing John Entwistle a bone by saying, yeah, you can put a couple songs in the album. Entwistle's songs are really, really great. So, you know. I might make a mixtape of just the who songs written by John Entwistle. When am I going to find time to do that? When am I quarantined? Uh, Moving on, we're going to move on to the album, the who by numbers. This album is an album that I've owned for forever. I've always owned it ever since I started getting into the who and buying all their albums, but it's one that I never ever really gave my full attention to until last year And man, I love it. I am so bummed that uh, that this hasn't been on my uh, my playlist all these years. I really missed out because I mean, how many times can I listen to it until uh, until I pass? I need to listen to it every day, right? And I was listening to it every day, uh, you know, a couple months ago. It was just it was in the car nonstop, and I'm still looking. If anyone has this, let me put this out there. Uh, I guess in Japan in 2011, maybe they released a version of this album that had the original mixes, but the album was remastered. If anyone out there that hears me owns that version, uh, please email me uh, rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com, rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com, because I need the, I need the remastered original mixes. I do. I do. Uh, We got a song coming up from that album Because I love it Because this guy picked it
15: Hi Pat and Solid Rockers This is Chris in Iowa With a recommendation for your All The Who episode My favorite song By The Who is from My favorite album by The Who 1975's The Who By Numbers It is track 4 Dreaming From The Waste Hope you enjoy the song as much as I do,
11: and take care.
2: something from Roger Daltrey's book, then I'm going to play a song that I love from The Who By Numbers. Roger Daltrey says in his book, page 181, in some ways, The Who By Numbers is my favorite album. It was our seventh studio album, and I remember we didn't have a clue what we were doing. Pete just chucked a load of songs at me. I chose the ones I liked, and he was surprised by my selection. For me, songs like imagine a man how many friends and however much i booze expose our vulnerabilities and the album is wonderful for that well, i'm going to play one of the songs that was mentioned there this is uh, how many friends i'm
0: feeling so good right now a handsome boy. That won't me, that'll take me as I am. Suddenly it's a silver screen and a face so
2: beautiful. Daltrey's voice, excellent. Excellent. What a rock star Roger Daltrey is. I mean, look at those look at those pictures of him like from the from after Tommy, when he had the long hair and the open shirt and the, the low rise uh, jeans, um, it just, just amazing. That's what your front man needs to look like. That's what you want. And then you add in the voice and the stage presence. This is, this is the guy. I mean, for me, I, I think he's like maybe the best front man of all time. Mick and because Mick still is amazing. But uh, yeah, Daltrey just has the whole, the whole package, you know, Mick Jagger doesn't look like Roger Daltrey. Come on. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, one of the albums that doesn't get uh, any songs played from it today, and I'm not going to play any songs from it either, is from 2006, Endless Wire. This was the first studio album by The Who in 24 years. And it's, it's just not, uh, I listened to it a couple months ago. I remember when it came out, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it because it was the first new, uh, studio album in 24 years. This is not a great album at all. It's not, I mean, yeah, I just don't, I don't care for it. It's disjointed. It is not good. And what was even more disappointing for me was in 2004, two years before this album came out, the who released uh, another greatest hits package called Then and Now? And for the now part, there were two brand new songs. One was called Old Red Wine, which was a uh, a song about John Entwistle who had passed, and it's a fabulous song. It's 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 terrific. And the other song was called Real Good Looking Boy, and it is phenomenal. So those two songs in two thousand four led me to believe. That an album by The Who in 2006 was going to be stellar. And it just wasn't. But we do have Old Red Wine and we do have Real Good Looking Boy.
0: When I think back to the first time in my childhood when I saw that face. That's a real good looking boy I saw myself
2: That lyric is heartbreaking to me. Your mom says, you know, you're an ugly boy. And you know, if you read Pete Townsend's book, you know that his mom said that to him, you know, for a fact, you know, Pete has a lot of baggage, but I think he's through it. I think. So this song is about uh, the first time Pete saw Elvis Presley on TV, I believe. And, um, Uh, And it incorporates uh, the Elvis song, Can't Help Falling in Love, into the uh, music and and whatnot. And then the guys who wrote that are credited with Pete. Uh, The players on this song were Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, bass guitar by Greg Lake, Rock and Peace, Greg Lake, drums by Zach Starkey, piano by John Rabbit Bundrick, and additional guitars and keyboards by Simon Townsend. Also says Simon produced that out, that song. So good deal. I love that song. I love this song and I love Old old Red Wine. Two great songs. Um, They are, uh, coincidentally, on the Maximum A's and B's box set. So head out to your local record store and get those. All right, moving on. What do we got next? Uh, Oh, here we go we had a song that Pete sings lead on yet? I don't think we have.
8: Hi, Pat and fellow listeners. This is David Nickel from Ontario, Canada. My pick for this Who episode is Eminence Front. I just love this song and it sounds so good on headphones. An interesting bit of song trivia is that the original version released in 1982 has Pete Townsend's vocals coming 100% from the right channel. And then the song was remixed in 1997, and all subsequent versions have the vocals phased centrally. Thanks again for the great shows, Pat, and stay safe, everyone.
2: MTV staple when I was a kid that song was always on MTV and you got to see Roger play a little guitar on that and just cool good 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 I'm gonna play a song from It's Hard also because uh, we heard the first single which was Athena and then Eminence Front was the second single off the album and the third single was actually the title track called It's Hard
0: can fight, you can play, any fool can fall, you can live, any stuff can reproduce, you can please, anyone can fade, you can lose, it's hard, it's very, 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 very hard. Promise you can raise Anyone who can try
2: Tell you it's hard it's hard podcasting by yourself no one to riff with no one to talk to you guys are making it easy though by submitting your intros and your songs so again i want to thank everyone for participating in these monday bonus episodes i hope i'm keeping them fun i hope it's still fun it's fun to record i just wish i had someone to talk to just me alone in my office sad uh, if you've never seen The Who, guys, please, please go. When concerts come back, if you have a chance to see The Who, you got to go see them. Uh, I hope I get to see them again, but if I if I don't, uh, I'll be okay because this last time when I saw them last year with the concert wife, Suzanne Dillingham, we uh, we had such a great time and it was one of the best shows I've seen them play. Pete and Roger and the entire band, Simon, Zach, they were all on fire and Roger was in such great voice. I could not believe it, especially since two weeks prior, I saw him and they were just okay, but man, they made up for it. I'm so glad that I got to go again. And it was all because of Suzanne. She knew one of the, uh, the camera guys and he got us in. We got to walk the stage of the Hollywood bowl got to look at the equipment got to eat with the band Pete Townsend at the next table ridiculous these are the memories Thank you Suzanne and uh but go look if you if there's a band right now a veteran artist that you have never seen what are you waiting for you know the time is now because you know they're not going to be around forever and they're certainly not going to be touring. And performing live forever, so you know. Thankfully, I got to check Elton John off my bucket list. I don't know if there's anyone, if there's anyone on my bucket list anymore. I mean, there's there's a there's people I haven't seen that I would go see, but I think I I think, you know, I think I've seen everyone that I really enjoy. Obviously, there's bands I want to see again. You know, I hope to see Ray Davies or The Kinks if that happens, come through. You know. Love to see Alice Cooper again, you know, all my favorites, but, uh, yeah, go. Don't, don't, don't wait. There's nothing to wait for. All right, moving on. Let's hear a little bit from, uh, from our friend, West Anthony, not a doctor. Please, please do not get your coronavirus test from this guy.
4: Greetings, rockers and soliders. West Anthony here. My favorite song by The Who is I Can See For Miles, but my favorite album is Quadrophenia, because it's the ultimate miserable, pissed-off teenager album. If you were ever a miserable, pissed-off teenager, you will identify with this album. And if you have never been a miserable, pissed-off teenager, listening to Quadrophenia will make you one. No other album has ever captured how I felt in those days, and the best example is a song from Side 1, Cut My Hair.
1: Why should I
0: care if I have to cut my hair? I got to move with the fashion or be outcast. I know I should fight, but my old man is really all right. And I'm still living at home, even though it won't last. Suit white jacket with side vents, five inches long. I'm out on the street again and I'm leaping along, just right.
2: All right, that's West Anthony's favorite Who album, Quadrophenia, and his favorite Who song, As I Can See From Miles, which David Wilde played for you earlier. I don't know if he played it uh, strictly for you, West, but we can pretend he did, that he dedicated that to West Anthony. All right, let's let's uh, let's grab another uh, another tune from the album called Odds and Sods. This is uh, a deep cut, rarity, B-side, whatever you want to call it check it out
7: hey Pat this is Dwayne Hoffman from Columbus, Ohio whenever I get that old question Beatles or the Stones my answer is always the who can't go wrong with the who my choice will be Naked Eye from Odds and Sods. love that time period the early 70s all the singles and outtakes and this one was always one of my favorites so just take it from the top thanks Pat
0: Take a little dope And walk out in the air The stars are all connected to the brain Find me a woman And lay down on the ground Her pleasure comes falling down like rain Get myself a car I feel power as I fly Oh, now I'm really in control It all looks fine To the naked eye Ah!
2: Got some talk about guts and nuts in that song. Good tune, Naked Eye. Nice job, Dwayne Hoffman. Excellent song. You can find that on Odds and Sods. All right. What do we got? We only got one more um, more, uh, listener pick. So let me throw out some info right now. I'm going to tell you that the next uh, listener curated episode, we're going to call that Songs About Girls. I want you to send me your intro and your favorite song that has a girl's name in the title. For example, Athena would work. So, that's what it is. And I hope uh I hope more of the women that listen to the show get involved in this next episode. And uh again, songs about girls, the song has to have uh a girl's name in the title. All right? So, Again, you had a couple uh, couple entries this week, got in late, and they they couldn't be included. So you're listening to this on a Monday, hopefully. I'm giving you till Wednesday evening at midnight. That's the cutoff. That's as late as it can be in order for me to uh, get this all together and and record it and and service it to you guys. So that's what it's going to be. And also, what I'm going to do this Friday patreon prize if you're on patreon two dollars a month it's patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast for two dollars a month you can win prizes and this week's prize is a good one i have four brand new cd copies of the most recent who album from 2019 Uh, it's just called who and along with that you're going to get a a button it's the It's the who inspired rock solid logo button. It's really cool. Is it as cool as the who album? No. Is it pretty cool? Yes. So in closing, I want to play just a couple of tracks off of this great album by the who, this thing blows endless wire out of the water, throw endless wire in the trash. This is the album for me. This is right there with some of the greatest Who albums. These guys really did it. It makes me want another Who album. But um, but I'll be fine if this is it. And first up, I'm going to play a song called Street Song. Okay, so that is Street Song. Now let me play you a little bit of something called I Don't Want to Get Wise.
0: He works drunk
2: taste of this album. This song is called All This Music Must Fade. And one more for me. This is a song I love. It's called Beads on One String.
0: Don't you ever sing, ever? It don't mean a thing. Going to get us together Like beads on one string There's always someone to play Him when we kill in his name this can
2: We're going to keep it going, talking about this album simply called Who with with one of our listeners. And then uh, some promoting and the closeout song. So here we go.
17: Hey, Pat, rock solid fan. This is Greg Chidester. When I was 14, I never listened to The Who. In my mind, The Who sucked. But this is why I love your podcast so much. It's because you your rotating co-hosts, all the listener co-hosts, they all have a fire inside and a passion for a certain group or an artist. Where after I listen to an episode, I'm thinking, man, I think I missed something here. And I go back and I dig deeper and take a closer look at that band. Um, it doesn't work all the time. I still think KISS sucks. Tom Waite sucks forever. Uh, Fastball, come on. I'm an adult. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to be listening to the fastball. Anyway, I'm kidding, mostly. But The Who and at least a dozen other bands, I've really gotten into their music. I mean, really gotten into it. And for that, I thank you. And anyone who's co hosted the show with Pat, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, my first Who album was who's next i bought it in 2017 the same day you did your live podcast with rick springfield in san francisco i got to the city early did some record shopping came out with that album i don't want to pick anything from that album because i think it's going to be overplayed today what i'm going to do is pick something off the only who album i bought the same year it came out the same weekend it came out and that's the who's who I think this album is great. I think it stands up to the rest of their catalog. It is amazing. A band that is, what, 50 years old? It's still putting out product that is insanely good. So, Pat, if you haven't edited this intro down to 14 seconds, and you've allowed me to speak from the heart and appreciate this podcast, would you please let the people here detour?
2: Well, obviously I did not edit down Greg's intro. Thank you, Greg, so much for all the kind words about the podcast and the rotating co-hosts and the listener co-hosts. And, uh, it just, uh, makes me feel good when that's how people feel about the show. They, they find new music. They like our banter, all the good stuff that makes me feel good. Thank you. Thank you so much, Greg. And everyone, you got a nice taste of that 2019 album. There's more songs on it that you didn't hear. And again, you can win a copy this coming Friday if you go to Patreon and sign up to the $2 tier. It's $2 a month. It's nothing. 50 cents a week is this is this podcast worth uh, 50 cents an episode and I gotta be honest right now I'm doing two episodes a week so it's 25 cents an episode and it's an insult it's a kick it's a kick to my gut and my nuts if you don't sign up if you're listening and you haven't signed up two bucks set it and forget it and if you win a prize or two prizes or three as some people have done it pays for it just like that all right Enough of that. Uh, go to rocksolidpodcast.com for everything about the show, uh, t shirts, etc. Go to, uh, you can follow us at Rock Solid Show. You can still file, follow Kyle at Kyle Dotson Funny. And again, Patreon is patreon.com forward slash rocksolidpodcast. All right. The playout song for today is going to be a song called Be Lucky. That's how Roger ends the show. That's pretty much the last thing out of his mouth. He tells the audience to be lucky. In 2014, they released The Who Hits 50. And this was a brand new song they recorded with Zach and Pino and Simon and Roger and Pete, written by Pete. And everyone out there, stay safe, healthy, and well, and also be Lucky.
1: You guys are really too much, and I want to introduce you to the the guys individually in the Who because you never get to know their names. You know them as the Who. Everybody says who, and you say, you know. What's your so what's your name? Pete. Pete, Pete. Townsend, Pete. yeah. Pete? And where are you from, Pete? London. From London? Yeah. London where? London, England. <laughs> hey, where'd you learn to play? You know, that's a wild style of uh playing. Where'd you learn to play the guitar like that? That it was bowling. Bowling. <laughs> 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 bowling. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> now we move right along. Uh, uh, right over, <laughs> right over here. And you're um, John. You're John. John. Yeah. And you're f- and you're from London too. From London too. Yeah. And uh, you yeah. must be uh, Roger. I must be. Yeah. Uh, well, are you? Yeah. You're Roger? Yeah, I'm Roger. And where are you from? Uh, Oz. Roger. <laughs> R- here's Roger from Oz. <laughs> And over here, the guy plays the sloppy drums. <laughs> yeah. Follow the yellow brick road. What's Indeed. your name? Keith. Keith? My friends call me Keith. You can call me John. Okay, John. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. I just soon call you Roger. <laughs> uh, Roger from Oz. What's the, what's the next song you're going to do? My generation. Your generation? Yeah. Well, I can really identify with that because I really identify with these guys. I dig them. Uh. And this is a. <laughs> You've got sloppy stage hands around there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough! They're <laughs> gonna sing My Generation. This song really goes, and you're gonna be surprised what happens because this is excitement and hit it. My Generation.